0: Welcome to the Ice Guys. Monday, October 30, at Ian Cameron with you. Uh riding solo again today, giving Alex one more day. He's feeling a little under the weather, but happy, hoping to have him back tomorrow uh, at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. We will be back at our regular showtime tomorrow. Very busy Monday, so we had to push the show back a little bit, but we're ready to go now uh, and ready to rock on this Monday. Just a brief look on back toward to Sunday uh, and the games that took place. Um Very impressive win for Buffalo. Um, Very, very impressive. And not a good game from Colorado, but give Buffalo credit. Great defensive effort. Great team effort start to finish. Really made Colorado look bad, quite honestly. They just couldn't get anything going. Passes weren't clicking. Just they were not sharp. But you got to give Buffalo a lot of credit as they get the job done against Colorado yesterday. San Jose, it starts out well for them against Washington. They get the first goal. But that's all it. Uh, That's the only good thing that happened for San Jose in that game. Washington comes back, beats San Jose 3-1. The Sharks remaining winless uh, here on the season. Uh, And, of course, uh, our best bet with the uh, Minnesota-New Jersey over gets there with the uh, victory there. So uh, good to see that cash in as the uh, Devils Continue to score goals, but also continue to give them up as well. But they get the job done against Minnesota. Yeah, what's up with the abs is right. That's two clunkers, two shutout losses in a row for the Colorado Avalanche against Pittsburgh and Buffalo. So real head-scratching to see the way they've played the last couple of games. Just nothing at all flat, uh, nothing at all crisp, uh, just very, very... Uh, rough hockey from Colorado where, look, they didn't even generate the offensive chances and the looks. And usually when they're on their game, they're controlling the puck a lot. They're The puck's in their possession quite a bit. You really just didn't see much of that yesterday from uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, that's two in a row, and we'll see if they can get themselves out of this little funk that they're in uh, recently. And, and then, of course, we wrapped up Sunday with the Heritage Classic and uh, two struggling teams. It was a pretty competitive game, but at the same time, you know, Edmonton deserved the win. They were definitely the better team and we definitely saw a lot more life from them you know, in that game that we saw from Calgary. And it's just really becoming a worry right now for me with the uh, Calgary Flames, with what we are seeing from them uh, on a, a regular basis. Uh, there's a lot of problems, obviously, with that uh, team right now. The offense can't score all of a sudden. Uh, the, you know, the nobody has stepped up from them really at that end of the ice. Uh, they're getting outplayed, outchanced you know, the majority of their games. And uh, that was a struggling Edmonton team that basically went to that, onto that ice surface at Commonwealth stadium last night and said, we're not just going to win. We're going to control the game, start to finish. And for a team struggling like Edmonton was to really have that game, you know, controlled at the rate that uh, they were controlling that game, the uh, the Edmonton Oilers, that's a, a very alarming and worrisome loss again for the uh, Calgary Flames. And, Again, we're going to have to see if they can uh, bounce back from that because it's definitely been uh, tricky uh, for them to uh, do that here. Uh, But, again, they have just had all kinds of problems, the uh, Calgary Flames, uh, in uh, recent games. Uh, And, again, their offense is an issue. Uh, They're not getting the key saves. Again, we've got some Jacob Markstrom concerns. I mean, he wasn't bad yesterday, but you'd need a timely save every now and then, and he's not giving you the timely save right now uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames at this point in time. So – Uh, More issues for them, but credit to Edmonton as well. They got Connor McDavid back. They looked a lot more fluid. And Skinner, that was a good game from him. He needed one, uh, a bounce-back type of performance to get his confidence back uh, and certainly went a long way to doing that with the performance he had last night in victory for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, All right, shout-out to everyone in the chat. Uh, Hit the like button. Let's get to this Monday card. Uh, And it is a busy card for a Monday as the uh, NHL has pretty much opted to do uh, a bigger slate tomorrow and just two games on Tuesday, uh, t- a bigger slate tonight, I should say, and a small two game slate tomorrow, probably because Halloween falls on a Tuesday. I'm guessing that's why it's a smaller slate tomorrow night. So we have uh, nine games on the NHL docket here for a Monday, which is a rarity. So let's get into it. Carolina, Philadelphia, Carolina minus 190 road favorite, six the total shaded to the over here in this game. Cashed a ticket, of course, with Anaheim against Philadelphia on Saturday. Uh, Very good price for an underrated Ducks team that's been playing hard each night. Uh, Definitely has an improved team this year, no question. Uh, Up front, they're very solid. I think the blue line's a little bit better. And certainly it was uh, the uh, Anaheim Ducks that uh, took care of business against Philadelphia on Saturday in that afternoon affair uh, with the uh, victory over the Flyers 7-4. Bit of a pond hockey type of game. A lot of goals scored. And Philadelphia, to be honest with you, they had been playing some pretty tight hockey. And now all of a sudden, the last two games, 6-2 with Minnesota and then the 7-4 loss to uh, Anaheim, uh, I'm sure that's not going to sit well with Torts. Can they get things a little bit more under control as far as defense goes? That's the question. On the flip side, Carolina, very grueling road trip to begin the year, obviously, uh, playing through L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Seattle, Colorado. Uh, they get back home. They have to face a very good Tampa team. And then, of course, uh, Seattle, they win in overtime. And then San Jose, they shut them out 3-0. So they get back home, and they were very good. Definitely a home-road dichotomy going on with Carolina. They're 3-0 and at home, but only 2-4 and uh, on the road coming into this game here tonight. Uh, and you look at the uh, matchup here uh, against Philadelphia. You know, we have seen Carolina really be given a hard time by Philadelphia. If you look at the just the on on the surface results of this series history, you're going to think Carolina's dominated them because Carolina's won seven straight against Philadelphia. But none of these games were easy. None of them at all. In fact, you go back and look, you had a 4-3 overtime win for Carolina in Philly in 2022, then a 3-1 Carolina win at home, a 4-3 Carolina win in Philly again in overtime. 6-5 Carolina home win against Philly last year. A 1-0 Carolina win at home against Philly last year. And then in Philly, the final meeting last season, 5-4 in overtime for Carolina. So these have been tough games for some reason for the Carolina Hurricanes facing this Philadelphia team. And I can't argue with the fact that the Flyers, Saturday's game against Anaheim notwithstanding, 3-1 at home this year, competitive outfit. You know, not really out of many games that they've played prior to the Anaheim loss, which is probably their worst game of the year. You know, at home, they beat Vancouver. They beat Edmonton. Um, They they hung tough on the road with Vegas and Dallas, two very good teams in the Western Conference, one goal loss. So, you know, I think Philadelphia's got value here, given how they pushed Carolina. Carolina hasn't been anything to write home about on the road this year. Uh, That's something to also keep in mind. Remember, Anaheim beat Carolina. Uh, on the road uh, with the Carol when Carolina was on that last road trip I think this price is just a little too big I like the flyers a little bit we'll sprinkle on that I'm also going to sprinkle on the draw we're going to grab the Alex B Smith playbook with this one can't argue the fact that I believe the last three head-to-head meetings in Philadelphia between these two teams have all gone to overtime they've all gone past regulation Uh for all Carolina wins but 4-3 four, 4-3 three, four, three, and 5-4 in overtime so there is no question about it this has been Uh, An opponent that even though Carolina's won all these games, they've been tough games, they've been close games, they've been competitive games. So I'm going to do a split here, and I've got a couple of games lined up this way on the card tonight, where I think the underdog has some value, and we're going to split it up with the draw uh, in this game as well. So Flyers plus 165, Philadelphia Carolina draw, you can get that at plus 380 uh, at FanDuel, that's an absolutely terrific price. Uh, And I'm also going to go with the over here. I can't deny the series history, but for some reason, these two teams, they meet up. Three of the last four meetings have gone over the total. You look at Carolina at home, they've tightened it up. But Carolina on the road, you know, they were playing those up and down affairs with Colorado, Seattle, San Jose, Anaheim, L.A., a lot of goals scored in those games. So they haven't been playing that airtight Carolina defense that Rod Brindamore prefers on the road. Anderson's been shaky this year as well. They're without Brett Pesci still on the blue line. So I think there's reasons to expect this to be a close game. Uh, Flyers have some value. The draw worth a look, and I like over the total as well here uh, in this game. And as far as props go, Atkinson, Konechny, those are the guys you could target for Philly. Farabee as well. And how about Bobby Brink? Bobby Brink now all of a sudden with four points in the last two games, For the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, including his first two NHL goals, Uh, he definitely has some value as far as his props go tonight in this game. And then on the Carolina side, uh, you know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. Stick to the players you expect to be the ones uh, night in, night out to really be able to do the damage here uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And right now, uh, you know who that would be. Uh, Tara Vinen's actually been really good for them uh, right now. Uh, But uh, Jarvis, Natchez, uh, they're probably worth a look here as well. Svechnikov really hasn't gotten it rolling yet for Carolina since he's been back, but really he's only played the one game and they're, they're monitoring his minutes uh, early in the season. He only played 1340 in the game against San Jose. So I I'd basically pump the brakes on Svechnikov until he gets up to game speed, which clearly he's still working on right now. All right, next up, we've got uh, Florida taking on Boston, uh, the rematch of the uh, stunning, First round series in which the the, the president's uh, trophy winners ended up getting dispatched uh, in seven games by the Florida Panthers had three one series lead Boston couldn't hold it uh, we got Boston minus one sixty uh, home favorites here in this game the total right now six uh, shaded to the over uh, in this matchup uh, obviously look this is a game that circled on Boston's ca- uh, schedule there's no question I'm sure of it uh, with uh, what happened last spring between these uh, two teams. Um, and, uh, you know, Boston's other than the loss against Anaheim, their only loss of the season at home last week where they kind of fell asleep with a, three, one lead. You know, they played very good defensive minded hockey this year. They've been great in their own zone. Uh, all the numbers, whether they're the raw numbers, the actual goals against numbers shots against numbers are real and their expected goals, defensive numbers. They're just as good. So there's nothing fluky about what Boston's done defensively. They played very good hockey in their own end. It's tough to score against this team. Uh, No question. Florida is playing good coming into this game. I will give them that. You know, they had a nice homestand. They had a couple of wins against good teams. Toronto, they beat uh, Seattle uh, three to two on Saturday uh, as well. They had a road win against New Jersey. So, you know, Florida's playing some good hockey. They're going to have some confidence going into this game. They know, and they know they can play with Boston based on what we saw uh, in the playoffs last year between these two teams. So the revenge angle is there for Boston. It's not a gimme for them by any stretch of the imagination here against the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, definitely, um, I, I I got to side with the Bruins here. You know, this is not just your average regular season game uh, for the Boston Bruins. This has a little bit more meaning to it. Now, I know you've lost uh, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, two of the members from that playoff team last year, but you still got Pasternak and Marshawn and McAvoy uh, and Allmark in net and everyone that had to feel the sting of that loss last year. And to be honest with you, let's see Florida on the road, because Florida's only one and two on the road this year. You know, they also had losses on the road against Minnesota and Winnipeg uh, to start the year. So this team has been feasting off home cooking uh, lately for the um, Florida Panthers. Let's see them go on the road against a team that, you know, Boston, uh, they won't say it publicly, but this is not, This this game means a little bit more than your average regular season game to me. Uh, There's no question about that. So I'm going to do a couple of bets here. I'm going to go Boston first period puck line. That's the one thing I've liked about the Bruins, especially at home this year. They've jumped out to early leads. We saw them start up 2-0 against Detroit on Saturday night at home. You can get plus 155 with a Bruins first period puck line uh, in this game. Uh, I like the Boston side in the first period. Get off to that start. You know, they should be charged up right from the opening faceoff. Uh, facing this team that uh, ruined their season uh, last year so the first period puck line on Boston is I think that's the best bet in this game quite honestly I like them in regulation too but I've got a little bit more on that first period puck line we really have seen the Bruins do a nice job here at TD Garden with these good starts on home ice like I say Detroit they were up two to one uh, in uh, or two nothing in that game the only home game that they had the slow start was that Spot where we didn't like Boston against Anaheim, where they were coming off the road trip, a very successful road trip, and they got off to a bit of a sluggish start uh, in that game. Uh, but we saw against Detroit, they got off to that hot start. So there you go. Well, Bruins in the first period puck line I like a little bit. I like the regulation too, but I, I like the value on the first period puck line at plus 155 a little bit more. And then as far as uh, player props go in this one, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to take too many Florida props against a good defensive team. You know, you you wonder how much they're going to be able to find the back of the net tonight. But if you're going to look in that direction, Rodriguez uh, for Florida, Reinhardt for Florida have been excellent. And I'll I'll throw one out there right now. He finally scored for the first time this year. He had gone through a a stunning goal drought. But, you know, Matthew Kachuk is very capable of getting on a run, so you could go in that direction. But for Boston, you know, Posternak, Zaka, now that he's centering the second line, Charlie Coyle's really stepped up as well. And I'll make a case for Patra again, as I always have, because he has played very well in between the uh, uh, very well in the uh, center ice position for the uh, Boston Bruins since he's been uh, part of this team. All right, at Anaheim Ducks, Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh minus two forty home favorites in this game. The total six and a half across the board. I just think this price is too big on the Penguins. Now, I know they're going to want to play better, and there is that element of you know we just got taken apart at home by an Ottawa team without multiple starting defensemen. We have to play better than that. But, you know, you would think that they wouldn't let the prosperity of beating Colorado 4-0 get to their heads and make them think, you know what, things are all back on track. That was a huge setback for Pittsburgh. To play that way at home against Ottawa, missing multiple defensemen, is just, in my opinion, just way too, way too uh, much Uh, Of a concern for me, seeing the way they played against Ottawa, 5-2 the other night. Again, an Ottawa team with a depleted blue line right now. On the other side, you've got Anaheim, who continue, in my opinion, to be a team I think that in these kind of prices, you can try to make some money with this team. They beat Columbus, Boston, Philadelphia, 3-0 to start this road trip. Um, I've liked what I've seen from this young group, uh, they're getting great contributions from everybody, especially Ryan Strome's been great lately. Frank Fatrano has been just an absolute, um, he's been a lethal offensive machine, really, quite honestly, early in the season. Mason McTavish has had a good start to the year. You know, wait till Trevor Ziegler starts to get going. And we saw him finally find the back of the net against Philadelphia. You know, wait till you see him get going uh, here in this game uh, or for this a- Anaheim team. Remember, he didn't play it, he wasn't part of training camp very much at all because of the contract stalemate between him and the organization, it was only late in training camp that that whole thing got sorted out. So he had a late start to his season, but you can tell he's getting into better game shape now. He's getting up to speed and he is definitely playing some better hockey. So I just think it's worth a shot here with Anaheim. I'm doing the same thing here in this game as I did with the Carolina Philly game where I've got a split bet on dog and draw. Uh, That is something I'm going to start going for in my repertoire as far as when I bet a big dog because a lot of times they can get the game to overtime and then they might lose an overtime or a shootout and I don't want to have to worry about that so uh, that's what we're going to look at here a little bit on Anaheim plus the 205 uh, a little bit on the draw here and the draw is a really nice price Uh, plus 420 uh, at FanDuel uh, is the uh, draw price here in this uh, Ducks and uh, Penguins game Uh, and if I'm not mistaken last year with these uh, two teams played Anaheim and Pittsburgh. We did see it go to uh, overtime uh, between these two teams. Yes, it was a four-three Pittsburgh win in overtime uh, against Anaheim last year in January. So draws live here. I think it's a close game, competitive game. You don't trust Pittsburgh right now, especially still at the defensive end of the ice. That's still where this team is having their share of struggles, difficulties, uh, and we saw it against Ottawa. Same with thing with Tristan Jari. Not a goalie that's consistent. Watch him play well tonight. He could, but. John Gibson, we have I think I remember saying this last year about when Anaheim went to Pittsburgh. John Gibson's a native of the area. He's a Pittsburgh area kid, uh, John Gibson. So, well, he's not a kid anymore, but he's from the area. He's going to want to play well uh, here in this game. So, uh, again, it's just way too big of a price for me to be trusting this Penguins team right now. Anaheim plus 200, a little bit on the draw as well, at plus at 440. I like the over, too. One thing I think that we'll see tonight is some goals. Anaheim is starting to rev it up offensively. uh, And Anaheim grabbed Boston and pulled them into a game that went over the total. Obviously, Philadelphia. Philadelphia has been an under team as well most of the season. And that game with Anaheim in it also found its way over the total. So I do like over six and a half here as well with the uh, Ducks and Penguins. And then as far as player props go in this game, I think there are some changes going on with the uh, Pittsburgh uh, lineup, so keep that in mind. The big one is Riley Smith moving up to the number one power play unit tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I think he might be worth a look here as far as uh, player props go, and he is starting to uh, get find his comfort zone a little bit here with this uh, Pittsburgh team. Uh, he scored two goals in the win against Colorado. He's going to get some power play time uh, as well. Uh, both of these teams give up a lot of shots on goal. It should be pointed out too. So maybe you can look at some saves props in this game with the two goalies, Gibson and Jari. Uh, that might not be a bad look as well. Anaheim, it's really one of these deals with their player props. Right now, you can basically spread it out between Strom, Carlson, Henrique even is starting to step up, uh, McTavish, and of course, the red hot Frank the Tank, Toronto who uh, just cannot be stopped right now for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So if you're going to bet some Anaheim player props, I say don't just bet one player, you know, sh- spread the wealth, sprinkle a little bit among the players that are really f- in a groove right now for them. And there are a bunch right now for Anaheim led of course, by Frank Vetrano, who's been outstanding to begin the year. All right, next up we've got Seattle and Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay lightning minus 140 home favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. Seattle, it's been a, uh, Lengthy road trip for them uh, through the uh, Southeast part of the U S it started in uh, well, it actually started in Detroit. Then they went down to Carolina, lost in overtime, lost three, two to Florida uh, on Saturday. So they're looking to bounce back here against the Tampa Bay team and Jonas Johansson, who has suddenly stepped up and decided, Hey, I'm going to play like Grant Fuhrer the last two games uh, for the uh, lightning and net against the sharks and the hurricanes back-to-back shutouts posted uh, by Jonas Johansson. So, Impressive stuff. I mean, we got to give him uh, credit. You know, we're okay talking about when he stinks, but when he's playing well and he's notched back-to-back shutout wins like he has, you also have to be willing to acknowledge when he plays well. And right now he definitely is for this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team. Now, can he keep it going? That is the question. I mean, is he going to notch a third straight shutout tonight? Somehow I doubt it, Um, but he has played well. That being said, one of the uh, shutouts was San Jose, who are absolutely pathetic right now, especially offensively. And the other was Carolina coming in as a pretty tough spot for Carolina as well. Carolina was at the end of that long road trip, didn't have a lot of gas in the tank. I'm not trying to totally, you know, throw shade at the great two games that we've seen out of Double J. Jonas Johansson and Nett here for um, Tampa Bay, but... Uh, He's absolutely been very good uh, here in this game. And um, look, they're capable of winning again. They've won three of their last four. Seattle's uh, kind of fallen because it's been a bad start for Seattle. I mean, they're only two and seven uh, on the season and they were a great road team last year. They're just one and five on the road this year. So I'm kind of, I lean Seattle, but I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on backing them. You know, they uh, I thought they had a good chance to beat Florida Saturday and they had a lead and they couldn't hold it. And, That's not exactly something I'm wanting to see right now from them, their inability to hold leads. Burakovsky being out clearly has affected them a little bit. Philip Grubauer, by the way, who did not start the last couple of games. Joey Decord was getting the the starts for them. It looks like finally we've got Philip Grubauer uh, back in net tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken here in this game for them. Johansson, of course, as you would expect, they're rolling with the red-hot commodity in net. Um, I lean Kraken. I like the over just slightly here in this game. The one thing to Seattle is they do return home after this game against Nashville. So they head back home. I could see this being a know a, a, a game where the tired legs end of a long road trip. Sometimes that can lean lead to sloppy play at the defensive end of the ice and maybe more goals. As a result, it was six uh, 2 Tampa last year. In the game when they hosted Seattle, it went over the total. So uh, you can find over actually at a six at minus 120 at Bent Rivers. So there is a six at Bent Rivers. I grabbed that. Six and a half are the prevailing number at most books, but uh, I like it even more if you can find over six here, minus 120 with Seattle and Tampa Bay. And then as far as player props go uh, for this matchup, uh, it's really a lot of the same players for Tampa Bay that I've mentioned. Uh, Hagel's been better late the last couple of games, he's been noticeable. Uh, Obviously, Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point are the starring role players, but don't sleep on Alex barre boulet How many times have we mentioned that name? He's scored a couple of goals since he's been on the top line. And I'll throw my guy Nick Paul out there once again as a guy worth betting for player props tonight for Tampa Bay. Uh, He's undervalued. He seems to make an impact most games. The goal prop, the assist prop, certainly uh, good value on Nick Paul, who has been very good all season uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, For Seattle. Uh, you look at their lineup. They're making a few change, a few subtle changes, especially with the power play. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand uh, is going to end up moving up to the number one power play unit for the Seattle Kraken tonight. And he's also going to be on the top line with Maddie Beneers and uh, Ty Cartier uh, on that top line for Seattle. And we've mentioned Cartier's name a bunch since he's been on the top line that he's just being priced like he's uh, a non-factor. He's had not 13 shots on goal. Ty Cartier in the last three games since he's been up on that top line. And we still think there's value on him to score a goal because they haven't adjusted his price enough. Now, he hasn't scored the last two games, but not for lack of chances. Definitely thinking that Cartier is live again to score a goal. And I would throw Bjorkstrand into the mix, too. Bjorkstrand is a streaky player, as we know. And now we're seeing him up on the uh, top line for the uh, Seattle Kraken and, and on the number one power play unit. And he has it coming into this game. Uh, six points in the last five games, and we saw him obviously find the back of the net a couple games ago against Carolina uh, for his second goal. And he's probably now in a greater position in terms of his spot in the lineup to be able to produce offensively. So Bjorkstrand Strand props might be worth a look here as well uh, with Seattle tonight. All right, next up, we've got the uh, New York Rangers taking on the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Rangers minus 125 road favorites and the total here uh, currently uh, six uh, shaded to the actually it's five and a half shaded to the over now there was sixes initially but uh, we have seen some under money and now five and a half is the total and you don't see five and five and a half very often but one thing we've seen from this New York Rangers team is one hell of a defensive showing from them for the most part on this road trip although uh they did finally give up a few more goals against uh Vancouver Saturday night, but they were able to hang on for the 4-3 win over the, excuse me, over the uh Vancouver Canucks in overtime of that game. Very tough loss for Vancouver because I thought they got jobbed in overtime. The goal that K Andre Miller scored, it was an odd man rush, and it started from what looked like a trip in the defensive zone for the uh New York Rangers that probably should have been called on New York, and it wasn't. Uh and uh, it ended up being uh, the Rangers getting an odd man rush out of it and a breakaway. Uh, and he ended up obviously putting the um, puck in the net, Ke'Andre Miller on the odd man rush. So tough break there for Vancouver. Rangers perfect on this road trip. They played great. Uh, 4-1 win against Seattle, 3-1 win against Calgary, 3-0 win against Edmonton. And then they got the 4-3 win against Vancouver. But you probably have to rate three of those four road wins pretty low on the totem pole right now because Seattle's struggling with just a two and seven record. Calgary's been brutal. Uh, Even Edmonton that win against the Oilers. Oilers struggled until last night when they finally beat counts, not like the Rangers of the Rangers have have beaten teams on this road trip outside of Vancouver that have really struggled this season. So while we like the way they played on the road trip, how much credit, you know, are you willing to give the New York Rangers for it? That ends up being the question here going into this game against uh, Winnipeg the Jets return home after a hard fought but tough 4 3 shootout loss to the Montreal Canadiens. They had the early lead, could not hold the lead in the third period. They lose in a shootout, but we did see Laurent Brosois in net that night, not Connor Hellebuck, and it is Connor Hellebuck, of course, back in net tonight for the Jets. Igor Shosturkin uh, will get the nod and goal for the uh, New York Rangers in this game. Um Hellebuck in the last three games has been ridiculously good. I mean, he, he's faced 96 shots on goal the last three games, and he stopped 91 of them. So he's only given up five goals in the last three games. And he knows that he's playing Igor Shesterkin on the other end. So, you know, he's going to want to step up, probably play a really good game here uh, against the uh, New York Rangers. I, I think I would lean Jets here. Uh, do I love the game? No, but I would lean Winnipeg here at home. I know the attendance continues to be an issue for them, but. You know, they have played some pretty inspired hockey without their head coach, Rick Bonus behind the bench, as we've talked about multiple times, dealing with the uh, situation, the health scare involving his wife who's in the hospital uh, after the seizure. So, and and with the Rangers, you know, I am concerned when we see these teams at the end of a long road trip, especially a successful road trip, one that's been going pretty well. That's sometimes that last road game, they, I don't want to say they check out, but You know, that's when you feel it, you know, you've had a great enough road trip. You're excited to get back home. You lose this game. It's not the end of the world. It's still going to end up being a four and one road trip, you know, worst case scenario. So I think situationally it's a, it's an advantage for Winnipeg here. I I definitely would only look jets plus one Oh five. I'll probably put a little bet on them here, even though I like the way the Rangers are playing. I think it sets up nicely for the Winnipeg jets tonight. Totals wise, look, uh, five and a half, you don't get them every day, but we got one hell of a goaltending battle here. And, you know, the Rangers have been an under machine for the most part this season. Um, So five and a half is probably a neutral as far as the total goes. And last but not least, player props uh, in this game. Cole Perfetti might be your value guy tonight for Winnipeg. I'm seeing him now uh, moving up to the number one power play unit uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, He is someone that they're trying to get a little more offense from. Maybe this is a night where we could see him uh, find the uh, back of the net here for the uh, Jets in this game, uh, getting that increased opportunity, playing on the number one unit with the uh, man advantage. Uh, For the New York Rangers, Lafreniere continues to play well. I would continue to maybe consider him as far as props go. Philip Heedle as well. And, yes, this is the return of Blake Wheeler, former captain, of the Winnipeg Jets and former Winnipeg Jet for many, many, many years, making his first return to Winnipeg, now facing his former team for the first time uh, here against, not only is the first time facing the Jets since he's, since he left the team, but it's also his first trip back to Winnipeg for him facing the Jets. So, yeah, I mean, you know how those situations work. It's just uncanny that somehow, some way watch Blake Wheeler, score a goal or get a point you can get them at plus 500 to score a goal tonight plus 132 to get a point i think both of those bets are worth a look tonight for the uh, new york rangers i mean look at ryan o'reilly the other night against uh, toronto uh, you know his former team uh doesn't always work out that way but it's just it's really amazing how so many times you see it happen playing against his old team and the guy makes an impact so uh, absolutely uh Blake Wheeler, just based on the the former team angle and the price, really, I mean, plus 500 for him to uh, get a goal and plus 132 to get a point. And from what I've seen, too, I thought I saw something on uh, X earlier today that um, Blake Wheeler might be moving up the lineup tonight as in maybe into a top six forward role. I didn't get a confirmation on that, but I did see that that might be a potential. So that might sweeten the pot a little bit more as to whether Blake Wheeler props are uh, worth a look tonight. I'm just trying to see. I thought I saw something involving the Rangers. Uh, as far- Yeah, Blake Wheeler skating on the number two power play unit with Kako, Lafreniere, Gustafson, and Heedle. So that's the change for the New York Rangers, yeah, is that uh, Blake Wheeler looks like he might get some power play time tonight for the uh, New York Rangers, and that's going to enhance the possibility of him scoring a goal and getting a point against his former team. So worth a look in my opinion there. All right. Next game is uh, Detroit, New York Islanders. We've got the Islanders minus minus one sixty, uh, home favorites, six, the total shaded to the under, uh, I stayed off this game completely as far as side and total goes. Uh, Detroit has hit a rough patch for sure. You know, after that red hot start, they've cooled down now that's three straight losses for them. Uh, Seattle, Winnipeg and Boston, uh, trying to bounce back here against the uh, New York Islanders. Um, and look, I, I'm, not, I'm not ever going to lay minus 160 with the Islanders, um, but I, I'm off Detroit for now. This is, team is starting to you know, come back down to the earth a little bit uh, in this game. I kind of like the price here for the island, for Detroit, but I don't know if I like it enough to bet them uh, because there are concerning signs for them. The offense has suddenly cooled off one goal in each of the last two games. Uh, you figured that was going to happen. There were some numbers pointing to the fact that they were outperforming, you know, their offensive, uh, four goals for and against numbers, uh, early in the season. And then you look back at series history, and this has been a pretty easy series to figure out, bet the home team or don't bet the game. Detroit's won four. Uh, Detroit's won three straight hosting the Islanders in Detroit, but the Islanders have won five straight hosting the Red Wings here in Long Island. So, uh, definitely, um, not stepping in front of that kind of track record. So uh, I'm just off this game. I don't want Detroit. I don't want to lay this price at r- hardly ever with the New York Islanders. So it's passed for me. Same with the total. Could see it going either way. Detroit's trended over, not so much the last couple games, but the Islanders, you know, still not a team that I know is going to want to open things up against a team like Detroit. And they've gone three of their last four have gone under the total. And here on O mice this year, I believe the Islanders are three and one to the under uh, in their uh, four. Uh, or three and two I should say to the under in their five home games. And if you actually look at head to head series history last year all three meetings went under the total three nothing Detroit, two nothing Islanders, four one Islanders. so three meetings, three unders last year uh, between the Red Wings and Islanders. Not so much with props tonight either. I mean for Detroit other, other than valeno that I will bet because I can't I, we can't we can't get off this track with uh, Joe valeno right now. It's been really remarkable, even in the loss against Boston, who scores their only goal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Joe Valano does. Uh, he has been one of the great under the radar prop betting finds for me uh, this season. There's no question. Uh, and he continues to put up numbers here for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And if you look at the props, there's 660 at Batano and 600, you know, plus 600 or more still out there, you know, on Joe Volano to score a goal tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So it's just remarkable. Uh, the production that they have gotten from uh, Valeno this year. And also keep this in mind too, that Detroit, he's only playing on the third line for them. You know, it's not like he's a top top six forward for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, And yet here he is, he's still produced at an extremely high level uh, for this team all season long. So we'll see if that continues. You'd think at some point they're going to put him on the power play, but you know, it still hasn't happened yet, but nevertheless, that hasn't stopped uh, Joe Valeno from, Uh, Finding the back of the net for this team. And it wouldn't totally shock me if we see him do that once again here tonight against the New York Islanders. All right. Columbus and Dallas. Uh, We've got Dallas 280 uh, home favorites in this game. And the total is at uh, six uh, in this uh, matchup, six shaded to the over. Uh, Dallas has been off for uh, uh, several days now. They haven't played since last uh, Thursday when they lost at home to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So Dallas will be looking to bounce back. That was a maintenance day for Jake Ottinger. Remember, Scott Wedgwood uh, got the start for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in that game, but it will be Jake Ottinger uh, back in between the pipes tonight for Dallas uh, in this game and with the Stars off the loss. That's usually a kind of a good betting situation. Uh, Columbus on the flip side, you know, three and five on the season. Uh, Not only their third road game this year, they've had a lot of home games so far, but they've lost three in a row. Uh, albeit they've been competitive losses. 2 0 loss to the Islanders right in the game. 4 3 loss in Montreal. 3 2 home loss against uh, Anaheim. And then they had a 5 4 uh, overtime win against Minnesota right before that. I don't really have a strong feel on this game. I think Dallas probably wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if this maybe goes to overtime. Last year between these uh, two teams, uh, did it go? No, it didn't go to overtime. But. You know Columbus has been a tough out for Dallas. You know Columbus beat them in Dallas last February, four to one. Uh, in December, Dallas won in Columbus, but only two to one. Close games. I mean, you know I think the draw could be could be worth a sprinkle in this game, uh, and you can find that at plus four twenty at Pinnacle. A really really strong price on the draw here uh, because I just think with Ottinger back in net, going to be a little bit more of a, you know tighter checking type of game could lean under this total as well. It's worth noting Columbus has gone five of their last seven games to the uh, five of their last six, four of their last six games, I should say, have gone uh, under the total four straight head-to-head meetings with the blue jackets and stars have gone under the total as well. Uh, Columbus got shut out by the Islanders and that's the thing with Columbus. When they face a pretty good defensive team, they're going to struggle to score goals a bit more. Dallas certainly fits that bill. Dallas has been outstanding in the penalty kill this year. Five-on-five defense has been good. Uh, And now they have their uh, all-world goaltender, Jake Ottinger, back. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens, by the way, will get the start in net. So lean under, little draw sprinkle for me uh, in this game as well is is probably maybe what I would look at. Uh, And other than that, as far as props go, and again, might be hard times for Columbus to try to score, but if I were to look at anything for Columbus, it would be Bemstrom, who's been feeling it for them, Emil Bemstrom's been on fire, Jack Roslevic as well, and then maybe a little look toward Adam Fantilli, the rookie. And then on the Dallas side of things, keep an eye on Wyatt Johnston. He's now centering the second line for the uh, Dallas Stars, so a little bit more opportunity and ice time for him between Dodonov and Ben uh, on the second line. Pavelski's been off to a phenomenal start, so Pavelski and Wyatt Johnston are probably my two favorite props for the Dallas Stars here uh, in this game tonight against hosting the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, next up, it's Chicago taking on Arizona. Blackhawks, Coyotes, uh, Arizona minus 190. uh, Home favorites at Mullet Arena. uh, And the total sitting at six, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, What a job by Luke Richardson's team on Friday. Spoiling the Nevada Day holiday and getting a huge win against the Vegas Golden Knights. And remember, that game couldn't have started out worse uh, for Chicago. They got down early, quickly. Uh, Two nothing, and they somehow battled their way back uh, and ended up, you know, taking the lead in the third period. Vegas ties it, and Chicago finds a way to win it in overtime with the uh, Philip Kurashev, uh overtime winner uh, to take down the Vegas Golden Knights. And of all teams, Chicago handing the Vegas uh, Golden Knights uh, their first uh, loss of the uh, season uh, in that uh, over in that uh, victory in overtime against uh, Vegas. So we'll see if Chicago can build off that uh, here tonight against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. One of the reasons too, that, uh, you know, I was concerned about Chicago in that game was they spent the whole weekend. They were doing a rookie party deal, spending the weekend in Arizona, but if anything, they bonded together as a team. We'll see if they can bring that same concerted effort here uh, tonight against uh, Arizona. It is worth noting these two teams last year, they met each other. uh, How many times? It looks like four times. They split Chicago, won the two games, at home, and Arizona won the two games here at Mullet Arena. So it was a homer series between these two teams. The home team won uh, every single game. We'll see if that continues here tonight. I don't really have a strong feel on the side. I'll be honest. I've am. i soured a little on Arizona in terms of I'm still number one thought is I still want to back this team. I just don't want to back this team minus 190. I don't. That's not the right price range for me with this Anaheim Ducks, or for, sorry, with this Arizona Coyotes team. Uh, I'll look to bet Carolina, uh, Arizona when they're, you know, pick them or they're an underdog. When they're now favored by this kind of price, I'm not interested uh, here in Arizona uh, in this game. So um, I would lean Chicago just based on the price, but I like over the total uh, here in this game, over six, uh, I, I think is worth a look here. Uh, you would think with these two teams here, you're going to see. You know, a chance for both of these teams to really flex their muscles offensively. You look at Chicago, they played Vegas twice, they played Boston, they played Colorado, they played these Toronto, these really good teams, and now they get a chance, Bedard and um, Taylor Hall and uh, Ryan Donato and and all these Blackhawks, they get to feast now on this, you know, at least a younger team, Arizona, Uh, a chance for them to maybe get going a little bit offensively. Connor Ingram is in net. Uh, for Arizona tonight in this game. You know, overall, he's been decent this year, but that last start he had was not very good against uh, the L.A. Kings. He struggled. He gave up three goals on just nine shots uh, in that game. Uh, Ingram in net tonight. So over six for me is probably what I feel the best about in this game. Small lean Chicago. uh, Maybe I'll sprinkle a couple of bucks on the Blackhawks side, but I prefer over six here, minus 115 in this game. Uh, And as far as uh, props go, and same thing with Arizona, right? Arizona, you look at their schedule. They haven't always been great offensively, but, you know, you've had to play, uh, especially the last couple games, L.A., and somehow you did score seven goals against the Kings. So that's probably a good sign. And three of their last four games have gone over the total. So I I do like this over. And as far as props go for this game, uh, we saw Connor Bedard get on the scoreboard. I I like him to get on the scoreboard here. Again, this is now – You know, you're not playing Vegas, Boston. You played a lot of Vegas, a lot of Boston, uh, Colorado, Toronto. Chicago's played a lot of really good teams this year. Uh, And I definitely think now you're playing Arizona. You might have a little bit more room out there. You know, you don't have a team that's nearly as stout defensively as some of these other opponents you played early in the season. So I think it's an opportunity for Bedard to heat up a little bit. The goal prop, plus 190. The assist prop, uh, plus 164. Uh, definitely uh, worth a look as far as I'm concerned here with uh, Connor uh, in uh, this one. Uh, I'm interested to see with uh, Kurashev, who got the overtime winner, and it looks like he's on the top line tonight with Bedard and Felino. I think Kurashev might have some value, too, for uh, Chicago playing with Bedard, playing with Nick Foligno, uh on the uh, top line as of right now uh, for the uh, Blackhawks. And, of course, Taylor Hall uh, on IR, uh, of course, uh, once again placed on uh, injured reserve. He's uh, missed, of course, the last two games. So he's still missing in action for the uh, Blackhawks. So Kurashev, Bedard, and Felino looks to be the uh, top line tonight for them. Ryan Donato has shifted down to the third line with Corey Perry uh, and um, Tyler Johnson. Uh, Taylor Radish, by the way, scored against Vegas. He can be streaky. I don't mind to look as far as his props go on the Arizona side. Sean Dersey continues to be a point producer from the blue line undervalued. I could see him fine in the back of the net. Matthias Michelli's moved up to the second line for Arizona. His props have some value. Same with Lawson Kraus. He's now on the second line, so he probably has some value as well. Can't argue with Clayton Keller. You know, anything with him. Goal prop, assist prop, shots on goal. Makes sense to me. Uh, Logan Cooley now on the third line with Michael Carconi and Alex Kerfoot. Um, you know, he still is waiting for that first NHL goal. Might it happen tonight? I think it's potential. Chicago is one of the weaker defensive teams Arizona's played as well in their last few. Arvid S- uh, Soderblom is in net tonight for Chicago. They're giving him the start. Morozik's faced a lot of the recent starts, but back to Soderblom tonight. And finally the rose off the uh, Soderblom, if you will, in his last start against Vegas at home, where he gave up five goals to the uh, golden Knights and uh, Arvid Soderblom's last start. So, uh, definitely, I think uh, Arizona can find the back of the net, and this might be a night, too, for Logan Cooley. Uh, and he sees Bedard on the other side. You don't think that's going to instill some passion and desire and some want, to from Logan Cooley? He knows Connor Bedard's the number one overall pick, and he knows that he's the favorite to win the Calder Trophy. Logan Cooley's in that race, and that mix as well to win it. So I think seeing Bedard on the other side gets the best out of Logan Cooley tonight, so... I'm going to say it. I think he's going to get his first goal tonight. I feel, I feel, I feel it could be tonight for him. And you can get somewhere around the plus three thirty range uh, for uh, Logan Cooley to uh, score his first NHL goal tonight uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. All right, final game of this Monday night NHL card: Montreal Vegas uh, Golden Knights minus two forty home favorite. Six the total uh, in this game. Montreal starting a long road trip uh, now uh, after their win against Winnipeg at home on Saturday night. Uh, we'll see how they fare in this one. But uh, you look at the last two times that Vegas, Montreal has been, taken the trip to Vegas at T-Mobile Arena, four, three losses. So gave Vegas a, go, a good game both times uh, in those uh, last two trips to uh, Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas bounces back from the first loss of the season in overtime against uh, Chicago uh, on Friday, and they bounced back the very next night in L.A., and they uh, beat the L.A. Kings 4-3 to uh, in a shootout. So um, good job by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, as far as uh, bouncing back from that first loss against a very good L.A. team. I like Vegas a little bit as well in that Saturday night game, saying, well, L.A. had that monster comeback against Arizona. They played later in the day, Vegas off the disheartening loss, uh, they'd want to come back strong. They had a little bit of an advantage in that they played the earlier game on Friday uh, and they were able to take care of business against the uh, LA Kings uh, in that game. Um, you know, I think this line though, I'll tell you what, based on the way Montreal, you know, has played the last couple of games, I, I actually think the draw is a sneaky play here. I, I don't I don't trust Montreal to win the game uh, in Vegas and Vegas has won four straight head-to-head against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But it is worth noting, Montreal did put three goals on the board in each of their last two visits to Vegas, one-goal games. Um, We'll see if they can uh, continue that here tonight uh, in this game. Um, But definitely when I look at this game, I mean, you see Montreal putting up a good fight here uh, against this Vegas team. Now, it bothers me for Montreal that it appears they may be without Mike Matheson tonight. And, you know, from a prop standpoint, we have been – taking some Mike Matheson props in recent games. That would be a big blow to a blue line that's already without David Savard. Uh, And now you take Mike Matheson, one of your best puck-moving power play quarterback defensemen out of there. He's a game-time decision with a lower body injury tonight. That would definitely hurt, take some sting out of Montreal's effort tonight uh, here in this game. Yes, a great point by Bill Coast. Nick Suzuki has not been someone that's been on my radar for props this year, but this is the game that drafted him. He's always going to want to play well against the Vegas Golden Knights. Always going to want to play well against this team uh, that traded him, of course, years ago. It's plus 320 to find the back of the Nets. His 300th game, it's a good angle. It's worth it, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you're right. I mean, without Matheson, yeah, that's a big loss on the blue line. It probably hurts their offense quite a bit because he's, he's a big proponent of getting the puck going up the ice. He's been great. Manning the power play, the top power play unit for Montreal. Uh, But I still think, based on their series history, they've been competitive enough with Vegas where I I don't mind taking a shot with the draw here. You can get a a really good price as well with Montreal Vegas uh, draw, plus 380, I believe, at uh, FanDuel for that. And again, one goal games uh, each of the last two times that Montreal has taken the trip here to Vegas. So that I would look at. And as far as uh, player props go for uh, this game, um, you know, I would look at maybe plus 380, by the way, is the uh, draw price, as I mentioned, at FanDuel. And as for uh, player props in this game, um, a couple of guys for Vegas, by the way, because Nicholas Waugh is still out. Uh, and he would be someone I usually target for prop value on this team. Um, but suddenly the, a line that's been very good. We know Barbashev Eichel and Marsha So are good. Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone and Paul Cotter, you know, a, a good second line as well. But a line that has really played well the last couple of games here for the Vegas Golden Knights is that third line, which has had William Carlson on it. Uh, Carlson, by the way, last couple games have been really good for him. He's gotten uh, three goals and two, three, four, five, seven, nine points in the last six games for uh, William Carlson. Uh, Michael Amadio scored against LA. He has four points in the last three games. And they put on that third line just recently, put him in the lineup. Now he's on the third line. He scored against Chicago on Friday. Pavel Dorofiev, and that line now, Dorofiev, Carlson, and Amadio, they've found some chemistry since uh, Bruce Cassidy put them together. So uh, no doubt about that. Uh, I think any of those players on that very, very good third line where we've seen the chemistry really start to come together uh, for them, uh, definitely worth a look. And yes, on the back end, Rich, 100%, Shea Theodore, two goals in the last three games, and he is now on a five-game point streak with a whopping eight points during that span. So eight points in the last five games for Shea Theodore. So Shea Theodore, goal prop and assist prop, well worth a look, no doubt, with the way he's piling up the points right now. Thank you for mentioning it, Cheshire Cat. I There's always something I forget. There's just so much you want to opportunity, so many opportunities that you have. But I did want to mention that about the Seattle-Tampa game. Yes, we do have a former player angle. Yanni Gord. Now, Yanni Gord's played Tampa a bunch, you know, since he's been with Seattle because this is now his, what, second or third year with the uh, Seattle Kraken. I think it's his second year uh, with the uh, Seattle Kraken. But a former member of the Tampa Bay Lightning was a big part of that third line. Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. This might be the night to maybe go a plus 425 goal and plus 250 assist prop shot with uh, Yanni Gord for the Seattle Kraken tonight uh, against his uh, former team. Uh, I'll never say to someone, you know, don't bet it. Because that angle is pretty crazy. uh, How, um, you know, that, um, it's pretty crazy how that angle works and and how well it can be. No question about that. So uh, Yanni Gord for Seattle against his old team. Why not? Now, I know he's had a quiet start to the year offensively uh, here for uh, Seattle so far. But then again, who hasn't had a tough start to the year for uh, Seattle? It's been a slow start offensively for a lot of Kraken early uh, in the uh, season, including Yanni Gord. But that doesn't mean he can't get going. And he did have an assist against Florida, but he only has the one goal on the season that came against Carolina. But again, facing his old mates, uh, if there's a night when we maybe see Yanni Gord find the back of the net, this could be it for sure. All right, that's the uh, Monday card. We're looking to have Alex back on the show tomorrow. I think we'll have our Tuesday guest returning as well. Brett Pepler's been on the show on a couple of Tuesdays. I think he'll be back with us tomorrow as well for the show. Back at its usual start time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Shout out to Stefano uh, Alessi uh, in the uh, chat, new YouTube member. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, thank you for joining the family plan. Great segue because the family plan, nine ninety nine 99 U.S. per month. Uh, apologies for no posts yesterday, but it, that will happen from time to time on a Sunday. Sunday is just a, a day we like to get away a little bit. I had to leave right after the show, so we weren't able to get any of the uh, plays posted on the community tab yesterday. But that's only going to be the occasional Sunday that that happens. Most days, you know, we'll post the card, and that will be the the, the case as well tonight uh, for this uh, NHL slate on this Monday. So, uh, again, sign up for that. You'll get the betting card and the player props there. We're going to have our bonus bet cast in the month of November coming up as well. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, family Plan members, $9.99 US per month. If you haven't done so already, make sure uh, you sign up at the uh, family for the Family Plan, the Ice Guys YouTube channel membership. Again, just $9.99 US per month. All right, Bark and Bin Special of the Night. Uh, for uh, this uh, Monday card. And I want to mention as well, Alex sent along a a bargain bin special uh, for the card tonight. So I will make sure to mention that as well uh, here uh, on the uh, show. Uh, But for my bargain bin special on this, uh, on this edition of the uh, ice guys, I'm going to go back to Chicago and Arizona. And uh, I really do. I just feel this is the time. This is the right spot. This is the right opponent. You've had to play some stingy defensive teams, Uh, In the past, Uh, this is an opportunity, I think, for that magic moment to happen. For one, Logan Cooley of the uh, Arizona Coyotes to score his first NHL goal. That's what I'm going to go with. Logan Cooley, Arizona Coyotes, plus 330 to get his first NHL goal tonight against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That's going to be my bargain bin special uh, of the night. And Alex B. Smith, his bargain bin special of the night, and I like it, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. He's on the top line now and the number one power play unit. Uh, he started to get going offensively the last few games. Uh, Alex at plus 320 is going to go with Oliver Bjorkstrand for the Seattle Kraken. So there you go. Alex B. Smith's bargain bin special of the night. Oliver Bjorkstrand, Seattle Kraken, plus 320. Uh, yeah, Blake Wheeler's not a bad option as well. Um I don't trust him nearly as much because he hasn't been the same offensive player, but you can't deny the situation facing his old team in Winnipeg for the first time. And he's actually going to play second power play unit. So I like it. It's just that I didn't go with it for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. I went with Cooley, plus three at 30. And again, Alex B. Smith likes Bjorkstrand for the Seattle Kraken plus 320 for his bargain bin special for this Monday night card. All right, let's wrap it up. It's best bet time for this Monday. Uh, NHL uh, card, uh, and I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with Boston first period puck line. Let's do that. I like the value. We saw them jump out to a two nothing lead against Detroit. I see this spot circled on their schedule, um, and I think they have a strong opening twenty minutes. Florida now going on the road. Let's see how they adjust to that. Uh, obviously, Boston. Uh, we know what happened last spring. Uh, I expect a fast start from the home team. Uh, in this game and a great price to take the Bruins here uh, on the puck line in the first period. So Boston Bruins minus a half plus plus one fifty five uh, first period puck line. That is going to be my best bet uh, for this Monday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys.